on America Can We Talk. I talk about election integrity, border security, healthcare freedom, race relations, energy and tax policy, education policy, free speech and assembly, freedom of religion, and all other issues that touch on the God-given right of every American to life, liberty, and the pursuit of their version of happiness. Stay tuned. Coming up next, America Can We Talk with your host, Debbie Georgiatos. And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. Today on our show, we're going to talk about political persecution in America, January 6th and more. Some deeper points about the Paxton impeachment. That's a Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton. Biden's latest Ministry of Truth tactic, the GDI. And if we have time and get to it, taxpayer-funded hate right in New York City. These are all stories that kind of tie together with a bigger theme I want to talk about today, which is what the role is of the genuine patriot. You know, when people look back at America, 100 years from now, look back at America and they say, you know, well, what was going on and who fought for what was right? It's really easy to latch on to a candidate or elected official. And they do need candidates, elected officials. They need our help. They need support from people who agree with them. But the biggest goal of a real patriot, someone actually trying to hold on to the idea of America, people who recognize America's unique and extraordinary greatness, is to dig in and defend the idea of America itself and the entire structure of our governance, our society, our culture, everything that gives America identity and meaning. So in this first five, I, I said, talk about political persecution in America on January 6th. If you were watching my show, uh, I think it was last, I believe it was Tuesday, last Tuesday, May 23rd, I had a gentleman join me on the show named John Strand. On Monday of last week, I had Dr. Simone Gold join me. And you will likely know she's a person who had, uh, she created America's Frontline Doctors. She spoke up about COVID and the real concerns that Americans should have about concerning COVID. She also went to Washington on January 6th and she was uh, ended up literally walking in the Capitol, walking back out, no violence, no yelling, no just nothing bad at all. Uh, in fact, walking in and out of the Capitol that millions of Americans have done uh, and you know was prosecuted on the January 6th uh, persecution uh, feeding frenzy that's still going on in the DOJ. Uh, she talked about that. But the next day, John Strand was joined us, and he was actually in Washington with Dr. Gold. He was her bodyguard and is her bodyguard, I think, up until now. And he literally was protecting her uh, at the Capitol uh, when she spoke on the Capitol grounds, when she went into the Capitol building, when she came out. So John Strand uh, is another one of the January 6th defendants, and his he chose not to plead guilty. Some of the people being prosecuted or persecuted by the Department of Justice related to January 6th chose to take a plea, to plead guilty. Others chose to go to trial. John Strand said on this show that he decided that he wanted to go to trial to challenge the things, the charges against him, 
Uh, not because he, in fact, he, he said he was perfectly aware he was going to be found guilty because these are trials being conducted in Washington, D.C., in a, a jury pool that has zero peers uh, of any average American. This is a very, very left-wing jury pool in Washington, D.C., and a DOJ just hell-bent on locking up everyone who had any connection at all to January 6th. So John Strand... Uh, went to trial. He was convicted. He faces sentencing tomorrow. Tomorrow, Thursday, June 1st, is his sentencing date in Washington. Tonight, there is a prayer vigil that's been organized by John Strand and many others. I signed up for the prayer vigil. I want to urge you to do that, too. And I sent to my very wonderful producer, Mr. Emilio, I sent something. Okay, so take a look at this. If you're just listening, you can't see the screen. I'll tell you, it just says, to join the prayer vigil for John Strand and all J6 political prisoners tonight at 8 p.m. Tonight, Wednesday, May 31st, go to www.johnstrand.com. Sign up for the prayer vigil. You can watch it on live at Twitter. At Twitter, go to John Strand USA. It's a, it's a prayer vigil, an hour and a half meeting tonight at 8 p.m. And the reason I want to urge you to go to that is, is this prayer vigil isn't really just about John Strand. He's taken an enormously brave step of saying that if Americans just continue to plead guilty to things that when they didn't do anything wrong, and they know they didn't do anything wrong, it's one way in which we're losing the rule of law in our country, we're losing our justice system. And many people, myself included, view what is now occurring with the DOJ still planning on hunting down over a thousand more additional defendants to persecute or prosecute uh, in Washington, D.C. Um, related to January 6th. We're really watching what is just a, a weaponized attack, a weaponization by the anti-American left of the entire justice system, of the Department of Justice. So the prayer vigil for him, it isn't just for him, it's for all the January 6th defendants. I'll remind you, we had in our show, I don't know, six weeks ago or so, I don't have the date um, right handy, but we had on our show, on a Thursday show, we had Jaleese and Mark Middleton. They're just one example. They are Texas people. They, are, they are, live on a farm in Texas. These are not politically active people, but they went to Washington on January 6th. They're now uh, facing, the, um, facing a, a trial in August and apparently decades in prison for literally, they didn't even go near entering the Capitol. They stood on the Capitol grounds, stood in a circle, closed their eyes, bowed their heads and prayed, got hit over the head or hit over in the back and the arms uh, with, a billy, uh, by, with a billy club that was being wielded by a D.C. Metro police officer and, and just fending off from him, pushing, trying to make him stop hitting them. And they were in a public area. There was no sign saying it can't be there. They faced decades in prison. And I'm raising this to say, and wrapping up this first five segment, I think in America, there is a need for more Americans to recognize, even if you're not normally politically active. And if you just kind of think, ah, you know, politicians are all the same, nothing really matters, nothing, nothing will ever change. America will still be America. We'll always have our freedom. We'll always have our, you know, we'll always have opportunity. We'll always uh, have abundance. We'll always have free speech and freedom of assembly. If you're one of those people thinking that's always been true, you know, it has in America for literally centuries. But we are at a breaking point in America. You're at a breaking point, a turning point, whatever you want to call it. What we have now in Washington, the individuals in power in Washington, D.C., 
are telling you, the American people, in a whole host of ways, I'll be describing more later in the show, do not for a moment assume that you have freedom of speech going forward. Do not understand, believe you have even a hint of a right to privacy. Do not even think about challenging this government on any, on the, this leftist government that's now taking control of all of Washington. Do not think you have the right to challenge them, to speak against them, to post things online against them. We are watching really the loss of America as founded. The loss of America as founded. It's that serious and it is that consequential for the future of freedom in this world. So I urge you to get on board tonight, get on this prayer visual call. It's not just for John Strand, but all of the January 6th prisoners. And an even bigger piece of it, which he understands, Dr. Gold understands as well, is more than just the January 6th conduct that is a sign or a symbol to us in America of losing our freedom. It's the entire approach to governance taken by this leftist cabal or by the Biden administration, or as I like to call them, he who occupies the White House. One more quick point. I remember when I was growing up in the happy Lutheran Sunday school, you know, we always went, we would kind of live at Lutheran church growing up. And Lutheran Sunday school, I remember one time, I probably was in junior high school, and the conversation was about, uh, in Sunday school, was about the idea of, you know, the martyrs, like people who would not denounce Jesus, would not denounce Christ. They were, you know, they were being tortured, or they were being accused, and just all they had to do was say, okay, I abandon, I, I, I won't follow Jesus anywhere, I won't be a Christian. And then they could have lived, but they didn't. They, they chose to stand for their faith. Many were fed to the lions, as you know, or suffered other torturous deaths at the hands of people who did not want to see, allow these people to have that religious freedom. I remember asking the question in, in Sunday school, I say, you know, middle school years, probably seventh or eighth grade, why didn't they just lie? Why not just say to save your life, say, okay, fine, fine. I won't follow Jesus anymore. I won't follow Christianity. I'll stop just to save your life. Why didn't they do that? And it brought about a great, a great conversation in Sunday school because part we got around to realizing was if everyone said that, if every Christian who believed in Jesus, believed Jesus was the Messiah, who was a follower of Christ, who believe what Jesus taught about God and, and about the nature of life and who God is and, and, and what Christianity meant. If everyone just said, okay, fine, I'll, I'll be quiet and go away. Christianity itself, I can't say it would have died, but Christianity would have been crushed and smothered. The spirit of standing up for what is true, even when you know you may face death or you may face severe persecution, you may face being tossed in federal prison for doing nothing wrong, the larger the voice of the martyrs over the centuries, the idea is you have to stand for truth even when threatened with the most severe thing, like in the case of the Christians faced with death, or today faced with going off to prison for doing nothing wrong on January 6th. If you don't stand for what's right, if you don't stand for freedom, if you don't stand for your faith, it will be crushed. You will lose those things. We are seeing tremendous bravery out of many people in this uh, era in America where you have just a, a growing tyranny uh, coming out of the anti-American left, really trying to teach the lesson to America. Nobody's supposed to disagree with us. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. Okay, so I want to talk about the uh, PACs and impeachment. Now, I know if you're in some other state, you're thinking, this is just Texas news, this isn't America news, but... What's happening in the great state of Texas to the attorney general named Ken Paxton is 
a microcosm of what's happening in many legislatures and many legislative bodies around this country. The short story is, a short summary is, in Texas we have a Republican governor, all Republican, uh, all office holders at major levels are Republican, we have a Republican majority in the Texas Senate, the Texas House, and we have a Republican Attorney General named Ken Paxton. Uh, unbeknownst to voters until a week ago today, uh, the, uh, the House majority, uh, which is Republican, the House had engaged in an investigation of Ken Paxton, of Attorney General Ken Paxton. Uh, the voters didn't know a thing about it um, until last weekend when it was announced that the House had held a hearing. They held an investigation, an impeachment investigation, and the House held a vote on Saturday this past week to impeach Ken Paxton. So the House has voted, Republican Majority House, to remove the Republican Attorney General. As it stands right now, are the way laws in Texas, he's out until there is going to be the trial that's held in the Senate side. And I actually driving here today, I was talking to a really good friend of mine. She lives out of state. Uh, she's a really active Republican. And that was one reason she called me on the car right in. I, I live like an hour away, so a lot of time in the car. But she called to say, you know, I'm hearing both sides of this Ken Paxton thing. I'm hearing Republicans impeached him, so he must be a bad guy. I'm hearing other people saying, oh, no, it must be political. And I want to just explain to you why I think this, this very much ties to the battles happening around this country. In short, to start with, in the gray state of Texas, we have a, a law on the books. It is a statute in Texas that says no elected official can be impeached for anything he or she did prior to their, their election. So if we, I think you have that also, Mr. Emilio, you have that? Okay. I wanted to put it up so you just see how I'm not oversimplifying when I'm describing what the statute says. Texas State Law on Impeachment, Section 665.081, no removal for acts committed before election to office. An officer in this state may not be removed from office for an act the officer may have committed before the officer's election to office. You can come back to me. So plain and simple, it's saying, you know, the legislature in this state it cannot decide to impeach somebody for something he or she did before they were elected. And... Right now, where we stand is everything the articles of impeachment brought against Ken Paxton, uh, Attorney General Paxton, relate to episodes, incidents that occurred prior to his election. He's been elected many times. He was elected first to the Texas State House, then Texas State Senate, and then as Texas Attorney General. He's a fighter in the state of Texas. He stands up for the things that conservatives want him to stand for. There are things in his past that his political opponents brought up every time he ran for something his political opponents to bring these things up the bottom line is the voters in texas decided with all the facts in front of them we still will take him because he fights because he stands up on big issues like standing up against big pharma standing up to enforce the border standing up for fair elections he fights on the issues that conservatives want that's why they continue to re-elect him so you say well then what happened in the great state of texas well you know a lot of reasons are being attributed to um, the, the House vote to impeach, which included many Republicans voting to impeach him, many Republicans voting to impeach him. And so you say, well, maybe there's something more there. To be very clear, unless there's something new that wasn't reported to the people, nothing that they chose to impeach him over involves conduct 
after he was elected. And so the very first thing you might be asking is, well, then why did they even do that? Well, I'll tell you that a friend of mine um, who actually was on the show not too long ago, Tom Glass, uh, he went down to the state of Texas a legislature, and he and his wife watched the proceedings. They watched the impeachment. And he made some observations in an article he wrote. This is linked on our website, americacanretalk.org, americacanretalk.org. Two of the observations he made, he and his wife went to listen to the impeachment proceedings. Uh, one was that they ended up, you know, they're sitting in the gallery where you're sitting kind of above, the, you can look down on the floor of the house. My friend and his wife are sitting up in the gallery, and he commented that, he wrote in his blog, that you can read the way you get to it at our website, americacanwetalk.org. Everything I talk about is there for you to read yourself, americacanwetalk.org, on the homepage, under shows, drop down, list of links, and there it'll be. He wrote, I sat next to an older woman I'd never met, who spoke with an accent. She was there with her family, who was opposed to the impeachment. She told me that she had grown up in a communist country and knew what tyranny looked like and that this impeachment looked like that to her. It's tyranny of the majority. We can get this guy, so we will. And there are reasons they want to get him, even though he's Republican, which I'll get to in a moment. The other observation that my friend Tom Glass wrote about was the idea that in no point in the entire impeachment proceeding did any Republican raise what they call a point of order, which just means, you know, point of order is you're turning aside from the substance of the issue you're discussing, whether it's tax policy or impeachment or anything else, you turn aside from the policy to raise a point of order. It comes from Robert's Rules of Order. So basically the idea that, you know, whatever, we, we didn't follow the rules here. There, there's a rule that we should have all been following and we didn't. That's what point of order is. And what, what Tom is pointing out in his column was no one in the entire Republican majority in the Texas legislature raised the point of order. What has Attorney General Paxson done after his most recent election? What? Which would be dispositive of the whole case. No one even raised it. No one even thought to bring it up. He, Tom Glass, also makes some really eloquent observations about other comments made during the impeachment hearing, which I won't get into today, but urge you to read them. He's basically making the point, even some Democrats were talking in terms of like, this, this seems more like a, an ambush. This seems out of line. This seems wrong. And, and, and you know, there's something wrong with the way we're doing this. Uh, Ken Paxton's not here. He's not able to give his voice. Now, he will be able to present his testimony and witnesses in the Senate hearing coming up whenever it comes up. But these people, even on the Democrat side, who probably wouldn't, you know, they, they don't want Republicans to win elections, but even they were saying something's really wrong here. I don't know all the motivations to attribute uh, to what's going on, but I will say, and because I went into a bunch of them on an article on our website, which I really want to urge you to read. There's an article at our website, americacanwetalk.org, in our blog, and the article's called, called What's Behind Paxson's Impeachment? What's behind Paxton's impeachment at americacanwetalk.org? I urge you to read it because I think you'd be just, I mean, I, I float some ideas what's really driving these people. Uh, I do not think it is anything noble or good. I think that Ken Paxton pokes the, you know, he pokes at some of the sacred cows that the collective establishment try to protect, including Big Pharma. I think he is a, you know, he, every time he runs, Ken Paxton runs the grassroots of Texas galvanized behind him. 
And this irritates a lot of establishment people who can't seem to stir up the same fervor among Texas voters. Many people think Ken Paxton was, can, may run for governor. I don't know if he's even thinking about it. I never asked him. But I think there's a jealousy there of his popularity. And I think the situation with Ken Paxton here in Texas is somewhat similar to the way the establishment people on the Republican side attack Donald Trump. He's popular with the people. They stand behind him. They just are not swayed by all of the litany of alleged personal wrongdoing that are being thrown out either about Ken Paxton uh, or about, um, in the case of the presidency, of Donald Trump. So it's a really, it's a consequential thing in Texas. It's not a minor thing happening here. I mean, you know, they'll, the governor will appoint a temporary attorney general, uh, and hopefully he or she will not do too much damage to the attorney general's office. But the real bottom line point, going back to why I started the show, saying your job as a real patriot is to stand up for the ideas of America and to stand up for the concept of we the people are the sovereign. We the people are the sovereign, not the elected legislature, not the governor, not the president, not the senators, we the people. And when we the people, with full knowledge of what ever wrongdoing people claim occurred with, with, with uh, Attorney General Paxton, looked at the issues and said, we're still with him, we stick with him. This is really a rising of this tyr tyrannical mindset, this mindset that says, we don't care what the stupid people want. We don't care what the, the peasants of America want. We, the ruling class, we've decided you can't have Paxton. And the case of Washington, you can't have Trump. We're going to find a way to get him. It's the same thing. It's very detrimental to the concept of America. I urge you to read the article because there are more individual reasons I spell out in there why, um, why this is a very troublesome impeachment at all. And I also, uh, in the article, make the point the statute I just showed you a couple minutes ago, the statute that says you can't impeach somebody for something that occurred before they were elected, this is exactly, exactly the situation that that statute was trying to prevent. Trying to say, okay, you people in, in Austin, you know, you may not like him, or you may be against him, whatever reason you have, but the people chose him, so you gotta work with him. And this is the legislature saying no. I and mean, there's a lot of other reasons about it. I don't wanna spend more time on it. But recognize that is a role of when the people are blessed to be the sovereign in a country like ours, we do have a job to participate in this governance and participate in the state legislature, participate in the process of governance, because there will always be people trying to send the message in one way or another. We don't really believe in the idea of America. We certainly don't believe in the idea that you, the people, being the sovereign. It's a very, very, very consequential situation here in Texas. All right, I had to, had to say something about that again today. Okay, I want to talk about, I, I mentioned in the beginning of the show where I, 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 I'm trying to raise, I no apologies at all, I'm trying to raise major, major alarm bells about the mindset of the Biden administration. What they're trying to do, what they are doing to the people of Texas, the people of America, the people of every state. And it's a massive shift in mindset. Before I get to that, I, I know I said I'm going to do it, Emilio, but before I get to that, I want to tell you two quick things. One is, this show, this is called America Can We Talk. My name is Debbie Georgiatis. The show can be, you can watch this show live at my website, americacanwetalk.org. You can watch it on Twitter at Debbie Can We Talk. You can watch it on Facebook at America Can We Talk. You can watch it on Rumble. You can watch it all the social media channels except YouTube, but every place else you can watch it live. And I urge you, if you like this show, 
think after the show, who could I share this show with? Who might like this too? Because I think people are hungry for truth. I think they want to hear truth and they're tired of truth being batted around by the propaganda media in this country. And they would like to find truth tellers, truth seekers, informed, serious, consequential, substantive patriotism. And that's what you'll find on this show. And I strongly urge you to share this show. I also urge you to consider supporting this show. So I'm going to tell you some quick ways you can do that. There are three different ways that you get something great and I get something great if you will support the show in this way. One has to do with a new uh, affiliation I've made. I'm very, very excited about it. It's called Patriot Switch. And we have, I believe we have there a little uh, flyer made up. I mean, Mr. Emilio, I can't quite see him. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So I want to urge you just to think about this. There's a company called Patriot Switch and PatriotSwitch.com is the way you can go to get started. The short story in Patriot Switch is they are a company absolutely dedicated to supporting the American worker, the American economy, American made products. When you go to PatriotSwitch.com, you put that in, put next to patriotswitch.com slash debbie g and what that does is take you to a page you can just sign in your name all you're saying is tell me more they're not asking you for a credit card just saying tell me more and someone will call and explain to you but the short story i'll explain to you is this every single product they sell made in america supporting american workers american families american communities and their products are very, very high level, high quality. They have cleaning products for your home, uh, you know, dishwasher soap and, and every, every kind of cleaning product you can imagine for your home, laundry soap. They have personal care products. They have shampoos and conditioners and soaps and really good smelling shower gels, all those things that people love. They have all sorts of vitamins and, and a whole wide variety of nutrition items, vitamins, other things you can take for your nutrition, for your health. They also now offer beef. They have their own farms, their own ranches, their own cows, no MRNA or any other bad things in their meat. You can order fresh meat from them delivered to you. They sell now makeup, makeup made in America, women's high quality makeup. And the beauty of this, country, this idea is they're patriot owned, made in the USA, nearly 500 household products, better, safer, and cleaner products, and fast shipping. You go online, you order what you want, it comes to your home, and you're done. You didn't go to the, to the big box store, you didn't go anywhere else, you shop from the convenience of home, and I'm here telling you, you can come back to me now, I'm here telling you that I buy these products. My husband and I buy these products. You can come back to me, are you in there? There you go. Yeah. Um, I buy these products, we buy these products, they come to our home. I would not pitch it to you if I didn't know about it myself. So check out Patriot Switch. Sign up at the homepage, patriotswitch.com, Debbie G. You'll, someone will reach out to you and explain everything you need to know. You can sign up and be a shopper at Patriot Switch. I think you'll be glad you did, and you will not any longer come home from the big box stores or anywhere else and pull a product out of your bag and say, oh, dang, made in China. That will not happen to you if you shop at Patriot Switch. You can also support this show by doing something which I've been urging for a long time, is considering shopping at MyPillow. MyPillow is another American organization. It is Mike Lindell's organization, but if you can put the MyPillow flyer up, I will tell you, when you go to MyPillow, it is a... It's a, you've probably heard Mike Lindell pushing it, other people do. Don't listen to anybody else putting out their promo code. Use my promo code. 
but it's Patriot, excuse me, it's MyPillow, it's MyPillow.com. And when you go in there, you can shop for all sorts of household items, wonderful products, for gifts, for, for Christmas gifts, or birthday gifts, for a new house, for a, you know, if someone's got a new home and they're having a, you know, uh, a party celebrating a new home, whatever it is, you can buy products for the home or, or, and that are personal products. They're just simply wonderful. You go to MyPillow.com with the promo code you put in Debbie G. And again, I wouldn't tell you about this if I didn't know about it myself. And so when uh, you go to MyPillow, you can find pillows, obviously, and sheets and blankets and towels and slippers and bathrobes, pajamas, all sorts of great products. Order at MyPillow.com. When you check out, use the promo code DebbieG. You will get up to 66% off on everything you've ordered, and I will get a small commission myself, which is why I'm urging you to do it. It's a way to support this show and get great things for yourself. The last way, since I'm making a pitch for today, the last way... Another way you can help support this show is by considering changing your cell phone service. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody uses a cell phone. It's just the way it is. And cell phones companies, the ones that provide you cell phone service, many of them support liberal causes that you would never support. But if you choose to change your service over to Patriot Mobile, you can go to patriotmobile.com slash debbieg patriotmobile.com slash debbieg and when you go there you can choose one of the many plans there'll be a plan for you you just simply you can keep your own phone that you already have or you can buy a new phone from them if you'd like to you can switch your service over today and that you will get the same quality coverage in your calls that you get now because they use the same cell towers but you can make a switch and the beauty of patriot mobile is that all of the donations they make every organization they support as a company are conservative causes you would support yourself. So again, try patriotmobile.com slash WG. Okay, so I wanna make those pitches today because those are ways to help this show. And honestly, people who do what I do, I don't get paid. You might think that there's someone behind me, some big sponsor, there's not. I work, as I told many of you other times, I work harder now doing this show four days a week, preparing the show, preparing for guests. I mean, I don't have anyone working for me. It's me, myself, and I, as they say. And I bring quality substantive analysis to many serious issues facing this country. I don't get paid by anyone. And it's a show, obviously, to use this lovely studio and the professional services of my producer and everybody else here, you know, it costs money. So if you would like to support this show, what you're really supporting is getting accurate, truthful news serious, substantive news and interpretation of the issues facing America. I would love to have you support my show in one of those ways uh, or all of those ways. You can go to Patriot Switch and Patriot Mobile and MyPillow. And on top of that, or in addition, if you don't want to do any of those things, you can always make a donation at our website. Our website is americacanwetalk.org. And you can join americacanwetalk.org for a mere $50 a year. At the top of the homepage, it says members. You join $50 a year. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, And you get a discount on our fall summit and on products we eventually will have for sale on the website. Um, You can also make a donation. People, I thank everyone you have donated. I urge you to consider doing this. I'm spending a little bit of time on this today because I don't have a guest. I never want to take time away from the show with all my great guests 
to do this kind of presentation to you, but I want to urge you to consider, if you care about understanding the truth about America, I urge you to consider supporting this show. I, I am very earnest and substantive, as my husband's pointed out to me. I work harder now than I did when I used to be a litigator, I'm like actually a, a lawyer in California. I spend more hours, more time doing this show because I care so passionately about saving this country. So, next topic for today, um, I called it, and I'm going to really dive into it now, Biden's latest Ministry of Truth tactic. I just want to tell you, uh, you know, to think about a minute how you, how people in America think about things, how you perceive news. You know, we always, in, we Americans used to kind of mock when Russia was communist, they had one news outlet, which is called Pravda. P-R-A-V-D-A, Pravda, and all news that the Russian citizens ever knew, all they ever understood was that Pravda told them. And Pravda, you know, just incredibly cynically means the word truth. So the Russian Communist Party put out propaganda 24-7 to their citizens and they called their outlet the Russian word for truth. And it was nothing but truth. It was just propaganda. And in America, in addition to the loss of our rule of law in America, as we were talking about earlier today, earlier in the show, about John Strand and all the other people who were January 6th defendants, um, we also have a major, major uh, loss in America of freedom of speech. And also just this, and I was trying to even think of words that, that capture it well. And I'll tell you very quickly, I told this story before on the show, but um, I actually had the opportunity when I was very young to visit Russia while it was still communist. It was, it was communist Russia, and I can so picture this in my mind's eye, walking in the streets of Moscow. First of all, everything was dark. The people, the women had all you know gray clothes and old clothes, and just was dark. The atmosphere was dark. Everyone's clothing was dark and gloomy, and there were these phone pole style things right along the roads in Moscow and constant blather coming out of it, constant, someone was talking into the microphone uh, all the time. So you're walking in the streets of Moscow, you're, whatever you're doing, and you're constantly being, you're hearing voices out of these, out of these loudspeakers all over Moscow. So we asked our guide, what are they saying? Because it was in Russian, we didn't speak Russian. And the guide said, they are spewing out Russian communist propaganda 24-7. That's all they do. The evils of capitalism, the evils of freedom, the evils of America, the beauty of communism, 24-7. So you couldn't really leave your home without hearing that. And, you know, I was thinking that about this recently. In America, you know, we have, we've always been so blessed by having, you know, a promise in the founding. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech and freedom of assembly. And the freedom of speech has been interpreted many times to include, you know, newspapers and news outlets having the freedom to speak truth, to share truth. And it doesn't have to be a truth the government likes. It is what you think is true. That's what freedom of speech really means. And you're not supposed to be monitored by the government or punished by them or threatened by them or harmed by them in some way. And that was a core idea in founding America and still is today. But where we sit as we've had this Marxist mindset has overtaken the entire American left, this cultural Marxist, this tyrannical, this collectivist mindset, 
and it really has permeated the way we even have news and communication. So, for example, I want to tell you about something that was, you know, recently being uh, discussed, and, and it's wonderful it's being discussed, but, you know, Joe Biden, he who occupies the White House, began right after he was elected, or he wasn't elected, right after he assumed office in, uh, in the White House in 2020, excuse me, in 2021, right after January 2021. Within a couple of weeks, his own agency, Department of Homeland Security, put out a statement essentially saying anyone who challenges the outcome of the 2020 election, anyone who doubts the, the integrity of the 2020 election just might be a domestic terrorist. That was the beginning of it. I remember when I, that came out on my show that day, I had a great expert talking about this is really ominous language. This should not be coming out of a federal agency in America essentially threatening people who challenge the 2020 election. Later, that same agency, Department of Homeland Security, put out another bulletin saying, as a matter of fact, you know, you might be a terrorist if you continue to question the outcome of the 2020 election. You claim there was election fraud, even though the evidence was by that time massive of election fraud. And if you challenge the COVID policy, you can't challenge the vaccines, you can't challenge the government's position that nothing else helps but the vaccines, you weren't allowed to talk about it. So here we are now, we're in uh, the end of May of 2023, and there was just a great posting up um, at the New York Post, and this again, linked on our website, americacanbetalk.org. So the New York Post writer is talking about the idea that the way the Biden team, and it's not Biden, I understand, he doesn't, he's, no, he, I am sad that he's lost, for any person who's lost their mental faculties, is suffering from some form of dementia, and is not really running the country, and everybody knows he's not really running the country. But whoever is running the country, um, which is, you know, I have some good guesses, but the Biden team has begun this tactic of labeling political enemies as terrorists. That's what they did in the two things I just mentioned a moment ago, Department of Homeland Security, bulletins. You're a terrorist if you won't agree with the left. Now, the new things have come up, and I want to remind you, I talked about, I think it was last fall, whenever it happened, yeah. Remember, uh, so Joe Biden did a speech at Philadelphia Independence Hall, and, you know, it was a great symbol of America's freedom. Well, in this speech, he had this red and black backdrop. It looked like something out of a, you know, Darth Vader, you know, threatening the world kind of setup. And there's Biden up there talking away. And basically what he said, this is what he said exactly. There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, and that is a threat to this country. He's calling people who voted overwhelmingly for Trump in 2016 and again in 2020, if you like Trump's agenda, make America great, you're a terrorist. Now, you can probably listen to me saying that. You listen to Biden saying that. I think, okay, but that's just political rhetoric. But it's far worse than that. This is what tyrants do. That is what leftists do, what Marxists do. They begin the same way Russia put out propaganda 24-7, you know, when they were communists through the loudspeakers in the streets. This is the Biden administration using as many avenues as possible to saturate the American society with the belief that if you don't, if you oppose anything Joe Biden stands for, if you oppose anything about him, you just might be a terrorist and a dangerous person. So recently, there was a discovery by the Media Research Center. Uh, they have Media Research Free, Sp uh, Free Speech America exposed a Biden administration program in which the Department of Homeland Security weaponized an anti-terrorism task force 
funded with $40 million, and that, that money was sent out to universities around this country. They called it, by the way, the uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who should be impeached, uh, characterized the program, called it the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program. So your tax dollars at work, you pay your taxes because you work, they go to Washington, Congress spends the money, they send it off to the DHS, DHS using the money to, to fund this program, Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention. And what they did, they send that money out to all sorts of universities and other individuals who then get paid money to report to the Biden administration about people they think are terrorists or who might be terrorists or are problematic. And so, that, for example, the money, some of the money was sent to the University of Dayton in Ohio, University of Dayton. Dayton sent presentations from a seminar it funded with this money from Washington. It funds this money from Washington. And the Dayton presentation, they had a seminar using your tax dollars <clears throat> They sent, and they, from, because they got a grant proposal from DHS. They included something that uh, they called it the pyramid of far-right radicalization. So th this is Dayton getting tax money from the government to call, the, the, their term was this pyramid of far-right radicalization. They called, and the people they included, the entities they included in this far-right radicalization, the Republican National Committee, which is kind of a milk toast, not doesn't do very much. I mean, hardly even active for moderate Republicans to hardly do anything. So, the Republican National Committee, the Heritage Foundation, which is, I mean, a bunch of you know conservative people trying to mostly put out white papers on conservative ideas, and Fox News, other mainstream organizations, other people at this seminar University of Dayton puts on funded by your tax dollars to fight t violence and terrorism, uh, were speakers who talked about Donald Trump. One guy, Alexander Hinton, a member of the Rutgers University faculty, compared the Trump administration, not even kidding, your tax dollars that were compared the Trump administration to Pol Pot. You're thinking, I, I know that name, Pol Pot, yeah. The genocidal Cambodian leader who killed two million people of his own people. And this is funded by your tax dollars, some complete, you know, moral, morally insane person, lunatic person, actually compared Trump to the Cambodian leader, who, a communist, who, who uh, leftist, who killed two million of his own people, other similar things. I'm giving you the idea, this is the Biden administration, the American left, motivated by and willing to act on the idea, they get to shut down the political opposition. They can use your tax dollars. And the point of all this is they spend the money, it goes to colleges and universities, and then the colleges and universities are using it with their own students, their own faculty, their own whoever is involved in the programs they create. They're all being propagandized at your tax dollar expense propagandized by this administration to call people, and you know, when you're a leftist, and when you're Mayorkas, or when you are uh, Merrick Garland, you know, you're a terrorist if you're a parent who shows up at your kid's school board and says, I really wish you wouldn't teach them critical race theory. I really wish you'd stop transgendering my five-year-old. Now, that's a terrorist. 
The Biden administration not too worried about the terrorists crossing America's southern border because they won't even enforce the border, not worried about them, are worried about parents, are worried about people who are giving voice to conservative ideas. And when I tell you, when I keep saying to you and urging you to, to and, and, and I'm going to say many of you are already with me, I do recognize that. I don't mean to speak to you, my audience, as though none of you even get this, because probably a lot of you do, but many of your friends don't. Many of your friends and family don't. They don't see the collapse of freedom of speech in America right in front of our faces through things like this. Through the administration giving millions of dollars out to universities to teach students, faculty, whoever else involved, to actually view Americans who won't agree with them on every issue to view them as terrorists, as dangerous, as extremists. I mean, the example, sorry, the examples go on and on and on about this. There was also another Biden administration initiative. Uh, this is within the State Department. So, so the State Department has the GEC, Global Engagement Center. Uh, and so the Global Engagement Center uh, sends out money, uh, to, uh, it gives out grant money uh, under a thing called the Global Global disinformation index gdi global disinformation index again you got to grasp what they're doing everything that this marxist leftist party that's taken over america that's running the country they're engaging in the same kind of things that marxists and leftists have done throughout this world they are trying to turn the american people against anyone who disagrees with them on anything that's their point not just to turn the people against them, but to villainize their political opponents. They will prosecute them if they can, as the Department of Justice is doing. They will label and mock and ridicule them as these programs are engaging in. It's the idea of telling the American people anyone who won't agree with the leftist agenda of the Biden administration is probably a terrorist and guilty of disinformation. It's a new label with the same concept. They're just trying to censor speech. They're trying to tell America, you can't listen to these people because they're far right, they're conspiracy theorists, they're extremists. I mean, for crying out loud, the Heritage Foundation is so main street, mainstream, apple pie America, that the idea they could even be extremists, even thought of it as extremists, is absurd. But there you have it. So back to the State Department, has this global engagement center, and they spent $100,000, gave a grant uh, to this global uh, disinformation index, which in turn fed conservative website blacklists to advertisers to defund disfavored speech. So the government using your tax dollars to the State Department to go out to all sorts of organizations that may otherwise print news they don't like or put inf information up on websites they don't like to urge, those, to urge them to blacklist all conservatives. I mean, it couldn't be a more blatant violation of the First Amendment. And on top of that, so Daryl Issa, Issa, I don't know if I say his name, uh, the congressman from California, uh, Daryl Issa, I think it is, uh, sent a letter to the State Department saying, what are you doing? You are funding organizations that are essentially new, they're, this, they're replacing the Disinformation Governance Board, and they're basically putting information out, trying to shut down, uh, shut down conservatives putting out blacklist names to go to websites saying, don't let these people advertise, they're kind of crazy, they're far right. They're using your tax dollars to propagandize the American people against their political opposition. This is 
outrageous. And the answer, interesting, is that Daryl Issa sends this letter. He's saying, what are you doing, State Department? This cannot possibly be within your parameter. And he got a letter back just saying, we make no apology of any kind. We stand by our program. We are blacklisting. And by the way, in case you wonder who they're blacklisting, it's not anybody who's a liberal. They're blacklisting conservative, responsible, serious, conservative commentators and websites. That's who they're blacklisting. I mean, I mean, it's the most breathtaking thing. And of course, I'm telling you this. I'm going to ask you, you're not here to answer, but how many of you even knew about this? I mean, Daryl Issa's trying to make a big point, and some of the news outlets are. But the, this letter, which Issa uh, sent, um, he says on the Judiciary and House Foreign Affairs Committee, he asked the State Department to undertake a prompt and comprehensive inquiry into any grants, authorities, and policies that have been unlawfully used to curtail the free expression of conservative or domestic media and to take corrective measures as warranted. And got a letter back just saying, you know, to summarize in the vernacular, oh, bite me. We're not going to stop. We're doing exactly what we want. They don't even care that what they're doing is so wrong. Similar thing happened. This is just like, I brought up Pravda for a reason. This is like Pravda media. This is like the... Uh, phone pole style things I told you about and walking around the city of Moscow with loudspeakers in the back where they're spewing out uh, pro-communist, anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-capitalism, anti-free market uh, propaganda 24-7. Only in our case, it's coming in a slightly more subtle form, but your tax dollars at work doing this. There was also a great article that appeared in, um, where was this? And, um, Okay, the Federalist had, a, oh, Federalist, that was one of the really, really badly blacklisted. Can't read the Federalist, can't do that, can't really, it, I can tell you the other uh, places they went after. Um, they, in fact, uh, this Federalist article discloses what this Global Disinformation Index, GDI effort, who they listed as the bad guys, the people who uh, you shouldn't listen to. Uh, American Spectator, which is actually a very good website, Newsmax, the Federalist, American Conservative, One America News, The Blaze, Daily Wire, Real Clear Politics, Reason, and The New York Post. All those were smeared by this tax-funded effort to basically say, you know, we're not, you, you need to ignore these people. Don't listen to what they say. Don't let anyone advertise there. The government, it's bad enough if a private entity were doing it. This is the government doing this to you with your tax dollars. And examples of stories you may never hear, because if you only listen to propaganda media, which is pretty much ABC, NBC, CBS, Washington Post, New York Times, all of those entities, you never hear real news. I'll tell you one little quick bit of real news, which I don't want to go into in much detail today. But you know, you had, for example, the government pushing the COVID vaccines and pushing and pushing and pushing and claiming that you're killing grandma if you won't get the vaccine and killing it and there's no problem. Everyone take the vaccine. If you take the vaccine for COVID, you won't get COVID, you won't spread COVID. Uh, you know, nothing bad will happen to you. You won't die of COVID. You're just, you're protecting everybody, which every single one of those things has now turned out to be a lie. It's a flat out lie and everybody knows it. And so all the pushing for masks, masks did no good at all. Pushing for social distancing, did no good at all. But there was a recent study that was really interesting, and I'm gonna guess none of the propaganda media covered it, but there's actually a peer-reviewed medical study. A peer-reviewed medical study that concluded the higher the number of vaccines for COVID previously received, the higher the risk 
of contracting COVID-19. This is linked at our website. You can read it yourself. Go to americacanwetalk.org on the homepage under shows, drop down, list of links, read these yourself, and send them to your friends who are still touting the COVID vaccines or still not concerned about them. This study actually showed you increase your likelihood of contracting COVID the more COVID vaccines you take. And I'm gonna guess none of you heard this reported anywhere. And on a similar note about COVID, so I'm getting at, we live in a Pravda world in America. We live in a world of you know controlled media, the government shutting down conservative websites to the extent possible, the Department of Homeland Security controlling Twitter up until Elon Musk took it over, controlling Twitter and hiding news from the American people. This is, these are so profoundly un-American and yet they, they become like, like commonplace. Everyone goes, yeah, I know, I know they do that. As though it's no big deal. It's a huge deal. One of the quick thing on COVID, uh, which was an amazing thing recently came to light. So you might remember back when COVID came along and Fauci claimed uh, very early on that the COVID-19 virus had come from nature. You know, the whole bats in the cave, whatever. It came from nature, nothing to see here. And obviously since that time, we've all learned uh, that the, it was gain-of-function research occurring, occurring in the Wuhan lab, funded by actually Anthony Fauci himself, funded by him, Wuhan lab creating this virus, getting released, it appears intentionally. I mean, the entire thing he cooked up was false. But did you know, did you know that there was actually a study done way back in May of 2020, a, a form, a working paper called Critical Analysis of, uh, Critical Analysis Lee is a long, long title, The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2, authored by Commander Jean-Paul Chrétien, a Navy doctor working at the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, commonly known as DARPA, as well as by another guy named Robert Cutlip, a research scientist at the DIA. The paper came to light May 15th of this year, but it was written back in May of 2020, in which they, they said, this didn't come from nature, and obviously Fauci knows it. But they were okay hiding that from you, withholding that from you. And so we had to go through years of battles in media, battles and discussions in homes over whether or not, um, you know, where COVID came from and was it intentional and all kind of issues. And these things were known to them, but withheld from the American people for a variety of reasons, which you probably can guess. Okay, I only have a minute for my last story before I... Um, <clears throat> Well, we have to go to a, uh, the end of the show. We have to go to Why It Matters to You. Um, but I do want to just touch on this story. It kind of goes with my theme of the day about how the left has managed very much like communist Russia did when they wanted to shut down contemplation, even thought, among the people living in communist Russia that maybe there was a better answer than communism, that maybe freedom was possible, that maybe people could live in freedom and be okay. The communist Russians did not want the people to know that and they inundated the people with propaganda 24 seven. Our leftist government in this country, not exactly the same method, but they're engaged in the same agenda to make the American people believe through all the ways that they permeate American thought, conversation, through the propaganda media that joins them, that, we j that you, you believe the, exactly the opposite of what is true. You believe what they're trying to tell you that you should believe. So here's a last quick story, and you probably a lot of you saw this, but there's a law school in New York City called CUNY, City University of New York. 
the uh, commencement speaker was pronouncing it CUNY. I didn't ever know how they said it, but C-U-N-Y, CUNY. So the students had chosen a commencement speaker from among their ranks. It was a student who is a Palestinian, uh, who's Muslim, and she, the entire speech was completely disconnected from reality. And that leads me to another point I want to say about all of this propaganda stuff. There are many things about there's a you know, reasonable one side, other side thing, you know, whether speed limit should be 60 or 65. You, know, you, can have, you can have all sorts of views about NFL teams or NBA teams or who you like better. Things genuinely the subject of opinion. But actually, facts exist in this world. And facts are not, you know, there's not any such thing as your truth and my truth. There's just truth, and it does exist. In the case of this student who spoke at the City University of New York, she laid out, she called America, you understand what she said? She called America, she said we must be fueled in the fight against capitalism, against racism, against imperialism, against Zionism. It was a flat out anti-Semitic, hysterical meltdown of speech. That's who was chosen by the students at the City University of New York to speak. Anti-Semitic to beat the band, to beat the band, and yet she was the one the students chose and she gave the speech. At least in this case, it was so outrageous, so egregious, so offensive, that many politicians in New York City started to say, wait a minute, we're funding that law school? And last year they had apparently some other equally lunatic uh, speaker, but this is a tax-funded school, a law school, where the student chosen to speak at commencement launched an anti-Semitic, anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-capitalism diatribe and the students who chose her, I'm going to tell you people, they had to have some idea what she thought, what she was all about. And they didn't choose her randomly, I assume. They chose her, elected her because they liked her views. This is a kind of cesspool of thinking that exists in many colleges and universities in this country. And we cannot expect to save this country, to lift this country out of the moral lunacy in which we are living, if we allow, if we continue to fund schools like this, fund schools that will feed anti-American lunacy uh, as a replacement for actual teaching. I'm going to turn to why it matters to you in just 30 seconds, but I want to urge you tomorrow, Thursday, our guest our, our special Thursday show this week is Texas State Senator, excuse me, Bob Hall. Bob Hall is a fabulous Texas State Senator. In Texas, our legislative session just ended. We only meet, the legislation meets six months every other year they just finished and they're now going to special session he'll be here tomorrow to talk with us and one of the bills they were working on was trying to defund certain aspects of the texas university funded schools that spent all their money on left-wing lunacy instead of teaching students truth which actually does exist i close the show every day by telling you why the stories we talked about today matter to you so we started our show today. Seems like a long time ago, but we started our show this morning, uh, earlier today. Uh, political persecution in America, J6 and more. No, long, no excuse any longer for DC prosecutors or DC judges. January 6th was not an insurrection and everyone knows it. The feds were key to staging the event and whipping up emotion and everyone knows it. Hands off treatment of, of BLM rioters is indefensible and unconscionable double standard. Time to stop the Stalinist railroading of innocent J6 protesters who did nothing wrong, including John Strand. Time to stand for truth, integrity, honesty, and fairness in the administration of justice. Time to uphold American standards of due process, 
for J6 defendants and, <clears throat> excuse me, and lawfare victims. Conscience matters in America. Follow it. And on the deeper point of the Paxton impeachment, Texas House has made itself the national poster child for the core conflict of this era, a ruling class that thinks it is better and wiser than American voters and therefore must control who wins elections. Texas statute explicitly bars impeachment of elected officials for actions taken prior to the election, precisely intended to let voters decide who they want in office candidate strengths and weaknesses debated by election campaigns and then decided by voters. No elite group has the power to overrule voters on issues <clears throat> already debated and decided. Texas House impeachment of Attorney General Paxton is straight up in your face defiance of this Texas statute. Texans are red, excuse me, Texans are red conservative and angry because their elected representatives condescend to them, Paxton impeachment may be a pivotal, pivotal existential moment for the GOP in Texas and America. And on Biden's latest Ministry of Truth tactic in the GDI, the Biden cabal, cabal insistent on treating all political opponents as terrorists, as threats to America. It's really war on traditional American values, pure Marxist revolution right in our faces. Global Disinformation Index, GDI, is a government tool for tracking the riskiest purveyors of disinformation, all of which turn out to be conservative publications that question cabal narratives. Examples, re reputable studies have recently shown the more vaccinated you are, the more likely you are to contract COVID. COVID did not arise from nature. Did you know of these studies? If not, why not? This is government censorship in action. None of the Biden cabal behavior is normal. None of it is grounded in American ideals. It is an attempt to overthrow constitutional America. Americans must awaken to it and must stop it. And on taxpayer-funded hate in New York City, CUNY commencement speaker, a proud, raving, viciously hateful anti-Semite, reveling in the opportunity her classmates gave her to rail on Jews. CUNY is taxpayer-funded. By New Yorkers, is New York still capable of recognizing this poison, of denouncing it? The speaker has a right to free speech, but the audience has a right to be disgusted, and taxpayers ought to have the right not to subsidize obviously bigoted opinion that has a known history of inciting violence. New York City Mayor Adams, New York City Mayor Adams is at least at last rethinking illegal immigration in sanctuary cities. I didn't get that story, but I will. Maybe he will also reawaken to the poison of anti-Semitism. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so very much for tuning in to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time. I do this show, America Can We Talk, to speak truth about America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time. Can we talk truth about America? Can